What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode number four of <gasps> Just Breathing with Laud and Lungs. Uh, we are going to have a good conversation today. I uh, have been thinking a lot about a Christian's place in politics. And I just thought, you know, my wife, who adores politics, is so involved. Is so, <laughs> This is sarcasm, by the way. Um, she hates politics. Um, but I want to, but you love God. Yes. And you're a Christian. And I want to have this with a person that maybe is not as into politics as I am, uh, as not saturated with politics like I am, <laughs> is not saturated with news and, and all of the opinions that are out there like I am. I want to get more of a clear-headed per- perspective <laughs> on it all. But I want to explore some different things. I want to explore some real-world real world examples um, of where I've seen this throughout history and just kind of look at it and say, what's here to learn? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is something that is so needed right now because it's so easy for a Christian to choose sides. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't I don't see anything wrong with picking a side politically as long as that side doesn't become God. Mm-hmm. Or as long as that side that side's policies don't become always right. Always right and and biblical. You know, I they're not biblical. There is the word of God and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can weigh those policies up against the Bible and you could say, hey, you know, is this where the policies that I'm advocating for or I'm believing in for my country, where does it line up? Where doesn't it line up? Right. You know, what should I advocate more for? You know, just things like that. I, I kind of want to dig into and go over and and just see where a Christian's place is. Yeah. Um. So, thank you for being here again and sticking this out with me. Um, if you don't know, this is Brittany Letterman. She is my wife. Uh, she is a, a singer and songwriter with uh, Laud and Lungs, our band. And uh, she is also a leader in uh, Free, which is an organization against human trafficking that raises awareness and are also raising money for a uh, home for those that have been affected by human trafficking. So that's just a little bit about you. But um, thank you for being here and doing this conversation with me. It's great. Um, all right. So let's start with, let's just start with the basics. Like where do you think that a Christian's place is in politics or do you think we should be completely hands-off? That is a really good question. I will give you what I know so far, which might not be right, but this is what I think. So I think it's important to, like you were saying earlier, take a step back and make sure that you are viewing politics through the lens of Jesus and Mm -hmm. through the Bible and through truth um, and not getting mixed up and um, dragged down by the fight. Yes. there's always seems to be like a, you're bad, we're right. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's not beneficial. That's not okay. unifying. Um, so I think I think that's that's really the the main part is you you view it through truth and through the Bible, and right. that's like anything. Like, I mean, I'm not to get off off track, but I'm learning even now how to view parenting through a biblical point of view and to um, make sure I'm not just going into old habits, going into the way I was raised, even though I I wasn't raised poorly. But um, I think it's important for us to really delve into the Word of God and look at it that way. Um, But then I think of Jesus as well, and he, from what I see, wasn't actually that involved in politics. Um, But he was an influencer, and he spoke truth, and he gathered crowds. Right. And so if your truth, um, maybe you're called to speak truth into politics, right. and you gather a crowd, then to God be the glory, and that's where you should be. Um, now, if you're angry and you're trying to force your opinion out there, maybe that's not a good idea. Right. But uh, if you feel like you have truth to say and you're doing it for the good of people— Mm-hmm. Um, and to the glory of God, then then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Those are my initial thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah, a, a huge portion of what you're saying, I think, is completely right. That, and and Jesus is our example. He's the person that, as a Christian, a Christ follower, mm-hmm. a disciple of Christ, uh, we look to his life to inform our lives, right? You know, as we as we try to uh, make our lives more and more like Christ. So, yeah, I mean, just let's start with Jesus. Yeah, I think that's that's a good place to start as a Christian. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, God. <laughs> um, Bible school answers. Yeah, but I I do I think that's a a great place to start. Let's look at his life and let's see how he handled. There was a lot of politics going on. I mm-hmm. mean. At that time, Israel was under occupation. Right. You know, Rome ruled Israel. Mm-hmm. There was still a, a an Israeli king in Herod. Right. Um, but even he was overruled right. by by Pilate and and the magistrates that uh, came from Rome mm-hmm. and handled all of the business right. of right. Rome in in Israel. So, yeah, he was he was under a in a very heated political climate. There oh, yeah. was there was revolutionaries, there was zealots that were going out and attacking Rome during that time, and they that's what they thought Jesus was going to be. Yeah. They mm-hmm. thought Jesus was going to be the warrior king that came out and helped them drive out the Romans. Right. Yeah. And a lot, of, and he lost a lot of people when they found out. Oh, this isn't the guy. Right, he's preaching about peace. What is this? Right, what is this? And and like you said, he was the guy that influenced people. He didn't look to tear down anything. He didn't look to he definitely looked for transformation. Mm-hmm. But he did it in a way that he would go into the establishments that were there, like the temple. Mm-hmm. And then he would say, We've been told this. And this is right because it's from God. Right. Now, I am the sort of fulfillment. I am 
the embodiment. I am the, uh, I guess, full uh, definition of these ideas. Right. And I'm going to explain them to you in full. And that's why, you know, he, he did address things that were in the old Testament, but he really clarified them Mm -hmm. and he brought a lot of clarity to the truths that were already there. Um, and I think that's a lot of what we can do right now. Right. You know, we can look at issues that are in our country and we can go into those places. And I think we do a terrible job of that in our country is a lot of people, when they have issue with something, don't go to those places and speak truth to yeah. them. Yeah. You know, we we kind of, like you said, it becomes a, a us versus them mm-hmm. motif. And we don't step into those areas probably because it's difficult. Right. Probably because there is that us versus them mentality right. and we don't want to be, you know, uh, attacked, attacked <laughs> or yelled at yeah. or called a racist, yeah. called a, a Nazi, called a whatever, whatever thing that we throw out nowadays for people that we disagree with, right? which is really sad because it really dumbs down those meanings. Yeah. It really, really dilutes. If I was called a racist, I would cry in bed that night right, right. because I don't want to be a racist. No. I don't right. hate anybody. Right. So if someone called me that, I would take that to heart. But right. nowadays, it's so thrown out there that it means nothing. It's true. Yeah. You know, it's so sad. Um, but that's off topic. Uh, kind of. But let's get back to Jesus. So what was a couple of the other things you said? He he met with the crowds and he spoke truth. He influenced influence them right. on how they were supposed to exist in the climate yes. of that time. And he never told them. I think of the denarii and he never told them to like revolt against the government. Right. But um and he was saying there, you know, they they tried to I think it was the Pharisees in this instance asked him uh you know, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar? Right. Who was occupying Israel. And Jesus very wisely responded to them and said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. Yeah. So he basically, he just uh, destroyed that <laughs> that uh, argument that they were trying to present him with. They were trying to present him with a difficult situation. Yeah. And he was like, this isn't my fight. Yeah. Pay your taxes. Right. Give your offerings to the temple. Right. And then give to God what's yeah. God's. Give to God what is God's. And um, so, yeah, he he was never, don't pay your taxes, you know, uh, rise up because... And here's a here's a key, and maybe we can get into this for a little bit. I, I see this happening a lot in our culture, um, you know, especially with the the climate the way it is, where there is violence happening, and it's so easy. And and I've done it, you know, I've done it to look at that violence, and I just get pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is going on here? Right. And then it's so easy for hate, right, and anger to start influencing your ideals of that person. Right. It has nothing to do with how God views that person, 
but it's so easy for me and, and my human eyes to right. look at that person with hate. Yeah. Because um, we should be concerned about the people that it's destroying. Well, yes. Um, yes. That should upset us. It definitely should upset yeah. us, but what should it lead us to? Right. It should, yeah. Um, I forget where I was going there, where I was going with that, with that thought process, but. It's those things that we need to be um, bold about, not, not in anger, but in truth, sharing truth, because those, God is, Jesus was always about justice. So if people are getting hurt or if there's injustices happening, that's where the Christian people, we need to be not only vocal, but then we need to act on it. How how does God want us to be a part of the mending of that? Mm. And I don't know the answer to that, but um, I know that that's that's our role is yeah. to be the mending, is to bring the truth and and the light and um, the the help, the hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's so it's so difficult. It's so difficult, and that's why I wanted to really tackle this question uh, because I, I'm trying to process it right. right now. And, you know, I, I feel like lately God has just been communicating to me to kind of lay off of some of the news, lay off of some of the right. – not 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 be informed, not, not try to run away right. from what's happening – but step away enough so that he can inform my mind. Yes, that's important. Through his word. And, and mm-hmm. I think I think you mentioned this earlier too, that we have to be informed by the truth. Yes. And the truth is not MSNBC right. or CNN or Fox News right. or any of the other more opinionated outlets. We need to be informed by the Bible. Right. And I, I think I... I definitely struggle with believing that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I read the Bible, I, I study it and there are some good things that I'm gaining from. And I mean, we've had these conversations in past podcasts right. of things that we're learning right now and it's awesome. It's wonderful. I don't, and we have a, a thing that we're following right now as we study the word on how we can respond to it right. and make it applicable to our right. lives. And one of, one of the areas, and it's the reason that I kind of wanted to tackle this question that I'm not making it applicable to my life is with politics. Mm. You know, I'm not saying the Bible can inform how I view politics. Right. The Bible can inform how I, yes, you know, exist in this political mm-hmm. landscape right now. And, and maybe God wants you to dig into that and yeah. to maybe be a voice in that, um, I'm thinking about how I have certain things that really tug at my heart. Um, and so I, I've gotten involved in those things mm-hmm. um, to try to make a difference. Now, politics, maybe it would tug at my heart more if I <laughs> was more informed. But um, I don't know. What. <laughs> but I, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's not, not my calling. But um, I think it is for some people. Some people can rise up and if it really like, if it bothers you, then maybe that's where you need to dig in more yeah. and kind of see how how am I, like you're doing right now, how am I to respond and what is God's view of this mm-hmm. and how can I make that known yeah. to people? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I, I hope that we can have more of these conversations on this podcast and and continue to grow in this area because I just think it's so necessary for our political voices to be coupled with truth. Yeah. Um, so that we don't fall into the, the traps of political jargon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like with Christianity. It's so easy sometimes to go to church or, or to be around Christians mm-hmm. and speak Christianese, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't know what that is and you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. <laughs> Good, don't find out. <laughs> yeah, don't find out. No, but but that's basically saying these words that we know from the Bible or that we learned in Sunday school as a kid. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the meaning, average, really. Well, they don't have, yeah, the depth of meaning that they should anymore right. because we just kind of throw them around. Yeah. Kind of like racism and, mm-hmm. and you know, being a Nazi and all this, all this stuff. Um. So yeah, I hope that that these conversations and and can lead people to a a depth of of understanding uh, beyond the jargon. I think the challenge is this is the challenge for me is to not be lazy. <laughs> I think it's so? I think it's easy. It's easier to just pick a side and be like they're right. I'm going with that. That's my side. Yeah. And it's easier to not have to do the research. Mm. It's easier to just say, yeah, they're usually right, so I'm just going to go with them. (laughs) And um, it's just easier because then you can just go with the flow. You don't have to figure it out for yourself. Your life's already busy. It's easier. Yeah. And I I think that is the truth of it, actually. Yeah. It's most Americans are very busy, and it's easier to just pick a side. Yeah. And there's only really two sides right. that are out there. Um, yeah. That's not true. Like there's other viewpoints, but um, the ones that are public are only really right. two the dominant sides. Ones right now. Yeah. So that's I think that that's the challenge is to kind of step back and be like, okay, what what is true? What do I actually think? Right. Versus what they're telling and me. Do they actually think that? Yeah. 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 That does take research. That does take you understanding where these people have been at or are at right now because everybody's politics change. And it it is difficult to, you can't follow everything. No. You definitely can't follow everything, which again leads me to how involved is a Christian supposed to be? Is this the work that we're supposed to be doing? And don't get me wrong. I, I totally am not talking about people who feel a calling from God as a Christian to enter that line of work, I think there is a significant need for more Christians to be politicians, you know, so that That truth can inform their politics and they can bring that into Congress. They can bring that into the house and Senate and judiciary and, and all of the above. Um, and, and so I'm definitely not talking about that. I'm talking about us, the average, right, right political person that has to to navigate all of this stuff, you know, where it's not our job on a daily basis to be informed about all of this, you know? And I think the predominance of people probably are like you in that they're not, they're they're just, when they get into that voting booth, Mm -hmm. they're like, this is my side, check, 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 you know, and, and that's it. And that's it. But 
as Christians, I, I do believe that we need to be more informed right. in order to make sure that truth is being presented mm-hmm. by those that we are right. voting for and, and putting into power. And, and that the people that come into power are for good things. Um, yeah. I think that's that- a difficult question in and of itself because there's so much there's so much god bless america right. god bless the usa god bless you and i'm just going to say yeah. the lives of these individuals that are don't saying that. these things don't demonstrate or are contrary right to the life of christ right um some of the things that they believe are contrary to the life of christ yep. so it Again, another word that has sort of been diluted, and it's a great thing to say to kind of amp up the Christian base <laughs> that's in America mm-hmm. that's still prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really have to judge people by you know their character and by um, their history. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's difficult to do. But well, let's let's kind of. I want to go to a real wor- real world example. I can't talk today. Um, that I, I had been thinking about kind of a, surrounding this question, and that's uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, Wikipedia, this guy, he's a, an amazing, amazing individual. He was a pastor during uh, World War II, a little before... Uh, the war actually broke out. The The Nazi party was rising in power within Germany. They were gaining offices. They were uh, sort of taking over during this, this period. And he was a pastor within Germany. And he saw some of the things that were going on. He saw some of the rhetoric that was starting to come out from the Nazi party. Uh, he saw the anti-Semitism that was rising up uh, within the people in Germany. Mm-hmm. And we kind of we kind of forget that. And it's an amazing fact that, you know, it wasn't just Nazis that hated Jews. Right. They were able to influence the entirety yeah. of the German people. That's scary. I mean, they, and they were able to do it. What's even scarier is they were able to do it through prosperity. Mm. When we're living the good life, when things are easy, when when we're able to raise ourselves up financially, mm-hmm. it's easy to say, well, those other things. I mean, the Nazi party is mostly good right. for us. Right. Just like the news says, the protests are mostly peaceful, <laughs> even though they're not. Um, there you go. Even though, even there, the politics yeah. are coming out of me. <laughs> I can't help it. Ah! I try to suppress it, but, um, but yeah, it's scary to me when I see rhetoric, like, and I, I only bring that up. I know there are legitimate protests happening and there are legitimate, uh, fears among the black community. There are legitimate concerns of police brutality Mm -hmm. in our country. And I'm not, I am not for one minute, uh, trying to dumb down um, or, or negate from that fact. All I'm saying is you have news medias, even today, 
saying things like that. There's a building burning behind a guy. There was a picture that came out. It was became like a meme because it was so funny. There was literally like burning buildings behind this guy who was wearing like a gas mask. He was a news reporter. <laughs> and like the, the chevron underneath him um, said, fiery but mostly peaceful protests. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh it was, boy. I mean, hey, regardless of your <laughs> political views, that's funny. Wow. That's funny. But also scary. Because the same way that we sort of reinterpret truth, there's buildings burning. It's not peaceful. Right. It's very violent and it's very sad. Yeah. And we should be reporting the news in that way. Right. Hey, there are people that are hurting enough yes. to go out and burn things down. There are people that feel or are being told that they are less than and feel like they need to gain power over other people. Right. You know, and this is such a there's sad— There's everything wrong with that. What? I said there's everything wrong with that. There's so many things wrong with that, but but we should attack the issue and report yes. it accurately so that we can fix the problem. Right. But when you have things like that, you know, or now let's go back to Dietrich Bonhoeffer and in Germany when they're— putting out these lies about the Jews, mm -hmm. but at the same time, other people are doing very well in Germany. Right. You know, it's so easy to just look away, mm -hmm. not really understand what's happening here. Hey, why are they putting out these ads about the Jews? Why are they trying to right. turn us against this group of people that we've had no problems right. with prior to this? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no, I, at least to my recollection, there was no issues of anti-Semitism right. prior in World War I uh, and, and the, the rebuilding that happened from there to World War II. Right. I, I don't see that. Somewhere along the lines, this rhetoric started coming yeah. out and people started ignoring it. Yeah. Except for people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Right. There was a truth that he possessed that allowed him to see not through his eyes or maybe through the eyes of hmm. a, a false prosperity that he may have been feeling because it was a very economically right. great time for right. Germany. Right. But he was able to see through that and say, hey, there's an issue rising up here. There's a group of people that, hmm. you know, are, are being affected and lied about and there is a hateful ideology right. that is sprouting up. And so he decided while he was in Germany to start speaking out against the Nazi party as a whole. Right. Um, and because of this, he became a target. He, he actually had to flee Germany. He went to England for a while and did some writing there. And, and he was able to kind of inform the world of what was happening in Germany. Because a lot of people in America, I mean, it took America a long time to really amp up and, and go and fight right. the Nazis. Because we, again, we were kind of like, we're safe here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's some bad things going on. And maybe they started imprisoning right. some Jews. Maybe, you know, Kristallnacht, yes. like there was the the burning of Jewish businesses right. Right. and things like that. Um, it's easy to to sit back when you're not experiencing the suffering 
Yeah. It's it's easy to just kind of be like, that's far from me. Yeah. And just ignore it. But as you were talking, I was thinking how similar to Jesus that sounded. Mm. Like Jesus entered into first the world. <laughs> wow. Second, he entered into people's suffering. Mm. Jesus did not live a luxurious life. No. As much as I wish he did, because I would like to live a luxurious right. life. I wish that was the Christian <laughs> That the would Christian be so life. nice. But yeah. he entered into people's suffering continually, yeah. healing illnesses, um, providing for people. Um, and he was not well off. Right. He was not living in big houses and, and um, comfortable all the time. So, so that makes me think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, because he decided— to enter into the suffering and bring truth and light to it. Yeah. And then also he was persecuted then. He was a target and Jesus was a target to death. Yeah. Because people hated that. So that's interesting. I never, I didn't, as you were talking, I was, you know, making those connections and uh, yeah. So we, well, we, like we talked about at the beginning with the life of Jesus, we should, when we're looking at other real world examples of a Christian living out the Christian lifestyle within a political landscape, we should look to other people that manage to, within their time, live like Jesus. Right. You know? And with Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he decided while in England, he was doing a, a really important work with informing the world about what was going on. He really had an insider's view right. that he was able to write about and they were publishing it throughout Britain and it, it got to America. Um, but then he was able to, God called him back to Germany and he was able to go back into the lion's den basically and preach the truth to those that would hear it within Germany. And I don't really, I, I don't really know how many people he impacted. I'm sure though that truth had to have had ripple effects, oh, yeah. you know, throughout oh, yeah. the German people. And you don't know how God used that maybe for the destruction eventually right. of the Nazi party. Mm -hmm. You know, you, we, we don't know, but he ended up going back there uh, very quickly. He was imprisoned. Mm. Uh, there was no tolerance for anyone to speak out against the ideology. Um, and I really want to say it in that way too, because I hate when, the Nazi party is, is a party. It right. was an ideology, right? You know, you stopped being a party when you started influencing culture, when you start influencing the minds of people right. and start changing that. It's one thing to be a political party and influence policy. Right. But when you start trying to change people's mindsets, mm -hmm. you're an ideal. It becomes you're about an ideological power. party. Yeah. You know, and it was about power for the Nazis and, and yeah, um, I won't go down that rabbit, rabbit hole, but he, he was, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was imprisoned and he eventually uh, died, <laughs> died there for speaking truth. And yeah, I love how you brought it back to Jesus there. And he was a real world example of someone that God I do believe that God led him away for that time mm -hmm. period to inform the world about what was going on. And then he led him back in right. uh, to be an example and a martyr for truth. Yeah. 
Um, and it's such a, a convicting story for me. Yeah. Um, and and that that story was brought to my mind this week as I really felt my anger and my hate sort of rising over some of the things that I was hearing and watching. I yeah. mean, we're watching bloody violence yeah. in the streets right now. Yeah. And I hurt for everyone involved. And my personality is the type of person, if I see someone hurting, I get extremely angry. Yeah. I mean, even with our kids, yeah. you know, if one kid hurts another kid, I am about to blow my top. Like, it's not good. And that's one issue that in parenting, I'm definitely trying to work on because if I see someone in pain, I want justice. Yeah. I want retribution. Mm-hmm. I want to see that made right, you yeah. know? But there was a patience to Jesus. Yeah. There was a slowness to his anger. Yeah. He definitely he definitely got angry. Mm-hmm. It was a righteous anger. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the main example is tossing the temple tables. Right. He definitely got angry. Yeah. Uh, but it was for God. Mm-hmm. You know, it was for his worship and his glory. It wasn't for political means. Right. And yeah. And I'm glad you started with, with Jesus today (laughs) because yeah, that is, that is the example that regardless of what I feel right now, regardless of what I want to do politically, you know, um, my job as a Christian is to reflect the life of Jesus right. Christ, and, you know, and and act yeah. as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me, as we're talking, these things are coming to my mind, but it 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 is actually a call for Christians. Like, just talking about Dietrich Bonhoeffer makes me, is convi- it is convicting because it's, and it's scary. It's kind of like, whoa, we, we Christians, we have to start to really reflect Jesus because, mm-hmm. If we all actually did that, maybe there could be major change. Yeah. There, there would be, yeah. not could be. There would be. There yeah. would be major change um, if we were a light to everyone around us of just the the lies and the you know false truths that um, are tossed around. Uh, yeah, it would be a I, big I just, change, and and we need that because I don't want to be silenced like the Jews. You know, like, I don't want to be in a place, I'm sure Dietrich, when he went back to Germany, as he was speaking up, I'm sure there were people that agreed and were listening, but they were too scared to to speak out. Because if you speak out, you get put in jail. Let's not get to that point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this is it. This This is really what I feel like I've been reflecting on, this, this courage question. Yeah. You know, but I want to be courageous correctly. Right. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. I don't want to be courageously political. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be courageously liberal. I don't want to be courageously conservative. I don't want to be courageously Democrat. I don't want to be courageously Republican. I want to be courageously truthful. Yes. Yes. And as a Christian, I believe that the word of God informs 
truth yes. in this world. Mm-hmm. If I'm to believe that God created the world, he created everything that is, and he laid out certain truths mm-hmm. in his word, the Bible, yes. then I, as a Christian, need to adhere to those truths. Right. And where I see disconnect from those truths, I need to just speak yes. truth. And people, when you hear truth, there's something about truth that's amazing. It's like a light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. When you hear truth, you know it. Mm. Sometimes you hear other things and you kind of have to think about it. Not, I'm not saying that maybe that isn't true, but when wisdom is spoken into an issue, you're like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and, and that's powerful. People might get mad. Sometimes that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> people it's might, definitely a light bulb. Yeah, people might get or mad. A furnace, <laughs> you know. But uh, but for others, it will be, uh, it will be true. Right. And uh, and 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 they need to hear that because they might not have that insight. I know you, my husband, are very like discerning, and sometimes you say things, and it kind of makes a light bulb go off. And I never saw it that way. And I'm like, oh, mm. that's true. Yeah. And I need that. I need that um, from people in my life. And I hope that I'm that to my kids and to people around me when I see something and I, and I say it, um, I'm, I hope I'm that for them. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's the beauty of Christianity too, is that God didn't just leave us with a, a dead writing. Amen. He didn't just leave us with these, these scriptures that we read blindly. He gave us the person of his Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is, he, he says, is Jesus Christ living in us. Yep. And that's, I'm not going to go into all the theology behind <laughs> that, but that's the truth of the gospel, is that it is the good news that Jesus came, he died for us, he rose again from the dead so that we could have life, that we could uh, live forever in eternity with him and he said, I'm going to go now after he rose again and stayed there for how many days was he on the earth? Like a hundred some. I don't know. No, it was a long time. Longer than that. I don't remember. Um, shows how much we read the Bible. (laughs) You have to do math to get that. (laughs) No, but, but after he lived on the earth, after he rose and then he ascended, he said, I'm going away, but it's good. It is good it that is I go It's better for away. you, he says. Yeah, it's better that I go because I'm going to send someone that's going to be there for everybody for generations yeah. to come. Oof. And that's the person of his spirit. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit that we, that we um, call him now. But it's Jesus Christ informing us. So, And the reason I bring this up is because when we read the scriptures, what the Holy Spirit is there to do is to uh, inform us of the meanings of these scriptures. Because they're from different contexts. Mm -hmm. They're from a different time in history, but they're still truth. And what the Holy Spirit helps us do is he speaks. It says that the spirit and the, the, the word uh, speaks to the spirit that is living inside of us and it brings us understanding. Yes. You know, and that's such a beautiful thing because I want to read about the story of Jesus and we can believe that he is going to inform this day and age Yes, with how to live our lives mm-hmm. in this day and age, in this culture, in this political climate. Yes. Um, 
and to live out truth. Yeah. Uh, and that's such a beautiful thing. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other examples. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was the main one that I had, I had thought about this week. Um, as someone that lived through a really trying political climate, yeah. uh, you can't get any more trying than Nazis. Let's hope so. I mean, you can, you definitely, but I don't know of any, any examples from some of the Soviet or the China regimes and stuff like that. There's a lot of great examples in there of martyrs, people that have died for their mm. faith, but I, I can't bring any to mind right now. Um, but yeah, I, well, let's, let's wrap it up here. Cause I think this is a really good, good place to just let people, if you're listening to this, just let these ideas that we've spoken about today, uh, just be with you and reflect upon them this week. As you watch the news, as you're, you know, talking to your friends about all of the issues that are going on in our country right now, mm-hmm. um, let truth inform your politics. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key. Let the word of God, let his Holy Spirit inside of you inform your politics. And I'm definitely going to be doing that this week. I'm definitely going to be thinking more about that as I read the word. I'm going to be thinking more about that as I, even if, as I watch the news, I'm going to say, Lord, what do you want me to see in this? What do you want me to get out of this? What do you want me to learn? And how am I going to, in my daily life outside of here with my friends, with my family, speak truth to this subject if it comes up? Right. Right. And I think that's informed. Yeah. That's informed. Not just knowing about the events that happened and being able to impose your opinion right. on those right. events. There's a lot of opinion people, mm-hmm. and I, I love them. You know, I, I I do like it when people are able to give good, nuanced opinions about current events. Right. But I want to be able to place the Bible's right. view, or right. at least what God has revealed to me so far, from the word of God for these issues, you know? Yep. So I hope that this, uh, this podcast has been informative. I hope it has been a good conversation that has gotten you to think, because that's really what we want to do these for. We want to have these conversations with real people about real things so that you can live real better lives. So thank you for listening. And um, if you liked this video, make sure you like it, make sure you share it, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, share it on all the social medias, and uh, we will see you on a later episode. Bye.